Hey guys, this is Pastor Josh from Fresh Church. We are so excited that you are joining us for our podcast today. I do want to tell you that we pray at Fresh Church that you would get involved in the local church in your city. The Bible says that those that plant themselves in the house of the Lord will flourish. And a podcast and an online experience, a YouTube uh, sermon is amazing, but it does not replace the local church, the hope of the world, the community, the family that God has placed all of us in. And so we hope you find that and we hope you enjoy this message today. That's why you have glory on you. That's why you have righteousness on you. That's why you have peace on you. That's why you have kindness on you. That's why you have gentleness on you. That's why you have all of the attributes. The Christian should be living in all of the attributes of Jesus according to God's word. All that Jesus is, so are we in this world. But you have an enemy that wants to keep you stuck in who you think that you are when you look into the mirror. We're going to get to that in a minute. Let's go to another scripture. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 6. The same love that he has for his beloved one, Jesus, talking about the Father here, he has for us. So all that Jesus is, so are we in this world. And then the same love. has for his beloved son. So from the very beginning of time, it wasn't like God and then God created Jesus and then God created the Holy Spirit. No, theology, good theology, is that God, Jesus, and Holy Spirit have always been. So what has the Father always been doing? The Father has always been loving the Son. And what has the Spirit been doing? The Spirit has always been empowering the Son to receive the love that the Father is pouring out. What does God want for you? He wants you to realize that the reason why you are saved now, that the cross happened, is so that you could be in the standing of the Son. That He is eternal eternally loving you, the power that Holy Spirit then empowers you to love the Father back. You can't love God without God loving you first. That's why the Bible says that he loved us first. It's not that we loved you first, but that you loved us first, and then we loved you back. Because God has always been from the beginning, and he is loving us. Is this not good news? I mean, come on, we're not even getting a golf clap up here. Let's go. I, I'm, I'm serious. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like, like, come on, guys. I mean, wake up here. Like, this is so good. That, what are the stuff that I'm pouring out into you today? The same love he has for us, for his beloved one, Jesus, the same love he has for his beloved one, Jesus, he has for us. That means for you. Do you really sit down at night and just think about the fact, like, even on your worst day, if you are in Christ, the same love that he has for Jesus, he still has for you. Like, you are his beloved. Like, like, close your eyes for just a moment and just think about the implications of this. The same love that God has for his beloved one, Jesus, he has for you. 
He has, say, say, He has for me. He has for me. It's absolutely incredible. This is my standing that the same love that God has for Jesus, He has for me. Really, can it be? That's why the gospel, if it's, you know, seems to be too good to be true, then it's called, that's God. That's God. Let's stop there. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. The anointed one lives his life through me. Paul made a bold revelation here. Do you realize what he's writing? Do you, would you go out and write to a whole entire church, the anointed one lives his life through me? Would you make that declaration? I don't know if you would or not. I don't know if I would be bold enough to write that. But see, this is our standing. When you get the gospel, we should be able to say that. The anointed one lives his life through me. Jesus lives his life through me. We live in union as one. That is bold. He's walking around. He's like, hey, man, the anointed one lives his life through me. We, in fact, we live in union as one. Isn't that awesome? Well, congratulations, Paul. Glad you figured that out. But I think Paul would, if he was here today, he, he'd be like, why are we all walking around with that boldness? Why are we all not walking around with this confidence? Do you know what God did? Do you know what Jesus accomplished for you on the cross? Do you not know what he has done? Do you not know what he has told us? Do you not know? I mean, the, the disciples, John, the one that was around Jesus all the time, wrote in 1 John 4, 17, all that Jesus is, so are we in this world. Well, guess who probably told him that? Jesus. When I leave, you're going to be like me because the Holy Spirit is going to empower your life and you are going to love the Father with all of your heart and all of your soul because it does not come from you because our natural tendency is to love us and not the Father. But then when the love of Christ flows in us and we are united to him, then what he loves, we will also love. Listen, the anointed one lives his life through me. We live in union as one. And so this week it hit me that if it's on him, then it's on me. If the anointing is on Jesus, then the anointing is on me. The anointing starts on Jesus, the beloved son, and then it flows from his head down into his bride, and then it flows from my head to my toes, and if it's on him, then it's on me. You need to turn to your neighbor and go, it's on you. Turn to your other neighbor and go, it's on you. And then you need to point your, your, your finger at your chest and go, it's on me. If the anointing is on Jesus, then the anointing is on me. 
If the anointing power to heal is on Jesus, then the anointing power to heal is on me. If the anointing power to love the Father is on Jesus, then the anointing power is on me. If the anointing power in Jesus is to to go out into the world and to live the mission of God and to spread God's love, if it's on Jesus, then it's on me. Because if the anointing is on him, then the anointing is on me. And this is what the world really needs to see, is a group of Christians that are not just coming to church, just to get rid of their problems, but a group of Christians who are really walking in the power of the gospel. That are really believing the Bible. That are really believing what the Bible says. How many times do I have to say that every single week in here? Do we really believe what the Bible says? Do we really believe that all that Jesus is, is so are we in this world? Do we really believe that? Do we really believe that the same love that he has for his beloved one, Jesus, he has for us? Do we really believe the anointed one lives his life through me and we live in union as one? Do we really believe that if it's on him, then it's on me? Because that is your standing in Christ Jesus, according to Scripture. See, James, who was the stepbrother of Jesus, I, I think that one of the greatest evidences that Jesus was who he says he was is because all his brothers actually be, uh, ended up believing in him. All of his half-brothers ended up believing in him. Because, I mean, think about that. Like, you're around, if you got brothers or sisters, like, you're around your brother and sister. And, and so, like, if they were to claim that they were God, you'd be like, you ain't God. I know you. I know what you did when you were 12. Come on. So the only way that it could be true for your actual family to believe that you are who you say you are is if you are who you really say that you are. And so I love what James writes. James talks about this exact thing. In James chapter 2, verse 24, he says, you perceive how God sees you in the mirror of the word. Who is the word that he's talking about here? Jesus. You perceive how, you, um, uh, you perceive how God sees you. Say, God sees you. Not how you see you. See, that's part of our problem is we still look in the mirror and we don't see ourselves as God sees us. And this is exactly what he's talking about. We don't see our standing. We just see our state. You perceive how God sees you in the mirror of the word, Jesus. But then you go out and forget your divine origin. So many of us forget that all that Jesus is, so are we in this world. I, I want you just to, to think about this for just a moment here. Um, for, for some of you, like, 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 you know, I can look in this phone here, and I can see myself right here. And I can look at myself, and this is a, the modern-day mirror that we have right here. You, you don't even need a mirror anymore. You got a phone. You, you got it right here, right? So you can always just look and see your beautiful self right there. Look at you. But the, the problem is, is that sometimes we, 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 we look in the mirror and we still see Brad. I still see Josh. It's Nora. What do you see? Who do you see when you look in this? 
according to James, we're to see ourselves as God sees us. The mirror is Jesus reflecting back to us. That's what the true mirror is. So when we look at ourselves in the mirror, are we seeing us or are we seeing Christ? When you look in the mirror, are you seeing you or are you seeing Christ? We should daily be able to look in the mirror and see the old man, the old flesh, everything that was us has now died and the new man has then been resurrected and walks in the power of the gospel, walks in the power of Christ. And so in Christ we now stand. In Christ we see ourselves. And so you know what? It's the most freeing thing in the world when I can look in the mirror and not see Josh but see Jesus. It's the most freeing thing in the world when you can look in the mirror and not see your state any longer, not see just your circumstance any longer, but you see the power of Christ that is in you. You see Jesus all over you. You see his righteousness. You see his holiness. You see as Jesus sees you. You see, I was reading um, this theologian this week, and he said this. He said, you are enveloped by Jesus. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit cannot even look at you without seeing Jesus. What does that mean? That means that he is your mirror image. The true image, because we're to be image bearers. God made us to be an image bearer of him. And the true image that God made you to be is not of you and your wants and your desires, but a life poured out as a living sacrifice showing the image of the glory of God. That's what it is. When you look in the mirror, who do you see? Is the image reflecting back a reflection of Jesus? Or is it more of a reflection of you? Is it a reflection of your state? Or is it a reflection of your standing? Because your standing is in Christ. Your standing is in Christ. So, so, so this morning, I, I want to share with you some of your standing. I want to share with you what it looks like for your standing, not your state. I want to share with you what it looks like for you to be an image bearer of God and what it really looks like in your life. Can I do that? I want you to, to listen to this. As, as you listen to this, I, I, want it to, I, w- I want you to think about one thing real quick. I want you just to, to, to close your eyes for just a moment. And um, Hunter, can you come, come up and, and just kind of play behind me for a moment? Because this is going to, Take just a little bit. Because I, 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 when, when God wants to communicate something to you, sometimes he wants to, like, really over-communicate it to you. So I want to go, like, overboard this morning with your standing in Christ. Um, and it's all according to Scripture. It's all according to Scripture. 
And so I want you just to, to close your eyes for just a moment, and I want you to think about this. We are a new creation. That is your standing. Your state may say that it's something else, but your standing is this. When you look into the mirror, you should be able to see a new creation. We are a people for his possession. We are a royal priesthood. We are alive to God. All of grace abounds toward us. And remember, I said uh, uh, the, the, the definition for grace is not just God's unmerited favor. The definition for grace is God's empowering presence in your life to make you the person that he always sees. You do need some unmerited favor in your life. That is a form of grace, but that's not the true definition of what grace is. It needs to be expanded just a little bit because it is the empowerment of God in your life to make you the person that he always sees. And grace abounds toward you. All sufficiency is in us through him. All things belong to us. We are ambassadors. We are anointed. If it is on him, if the anointing is on him, then the anointing is on me. You've got to declare that. I want you to declare this to God today. We are the apple of God's eyes. As he is, so are we in this world. We are baptized into one spirit. We are baptized into Christ in his death. We are being perfected every single day. You're being perfected. This is your standing. We are the beloved. Some of you, you just need to say that. I am the beloved. I am the beloved son. I am the beloved daughter. We are completely blameless in Christ. That is our standing. We are totally blessed. We are blessed with all spiritual blessings. We have confident, bold access to the throne of God. That is your standing. We are as bold as lions. We are born again. We are the bride. We are buried with Christ in his death. We have a holy calling. We can do all things through Christ Jesus. This is your standing. This is how you should be looking at yourself in the mirror in Christ. We have a holy calling. We are chosen. We're part of a chosen generation. Christ indwells us. Christ indwells you. We have the fullness of God within. So that's why I can wake up every single morning and declare that I am new because I've got the fullness of God living in me. That's why I don't have to bow down to the demonic spirits of anxiety and depression and stress and all of these other things that the enemy wants you to live in every single day because you have the fullness of Christ in you. So you wake up and you say, I have a new life in Christ today. I have fullness today. I have fullness today. We are co-heirs with Christ. We are created for good words and good works. We are curse-free. We are dead to sin. Settle it. You are dead to sin. We are declared holy. 
We are disciples. We are the elect. We are totally enriched in all things. Everything works in our favor. Listen, all of heaven is attracted to Jesus. So guess what is attracted to you? All of heaven and heaven's favor is attracted to you. All of heaven is attracted to you because you are in Christ. We are the elect. We are totally enriched in all things. We are enriched in all knowledge. We are faithful. We are fellow citizens of God's household. We are free. We have got freedom from sin. We are being freely given all things. We are friends of Christ. When you don't think you've got a friend, you've got a friend in me, says Jesus. You are a friend of Christ. We are fruitful. We are gifted. We are given all things. We are the habitation of God. We have the mind of Christ. When you look in the mirror and you begin to see Christ, then you ask for his mind, and his mind gives you peace. His mind gives you comfort. His mind, you have the mind of Christ now. You don't have the mind of the world. You have the mind of the kingdom. Put off, cast aside the mind of the world. Cast aside the mind of anxiety. Cast inside the mind of, uh, of stress. Cast aside. You have the mind of Christ. We have been made rich. He is at work within us. He is for us, not against us. We are healed in Christ. What is it right now that you need to just declare healing over you, over your mind, over your emotions, over your body? We are healed. We are hidden in Christ. We are highly favored. We are his body. We are his fullness. We are his possession. You are his workmanship. You are a holy nation. You are a holy priesthood. We are increasing in the knowledge of God. We are inseparable from the love of God. We are jewels. We are joint heirs with him. We are heirs of God. We are justified. The kingdom of God is within us. We are kings. We are priests. We are rulers. We are known by him. We lack nothing. We are the light of the world. We live by faith. We live by God's word. We are living stones. We are made in his image. We are in his class. We are made rich in all things. We are more than conquerors. We are a new creation. We have a sound mind. Declare that over your mind right now. This is your standing. This is the image that you are made to walk in. You have a sound mind. We are ordained. We are peculiar. We are the people of God. We are pillars of the truth. We are prepared for good works. We are protected. You are protected from the enemy. And so when the enemy comes, you know what you need to do? Just start laughing at him first. And then find some scripture to hit him with. Find some truth to hit him with. You're protected. You're protected. We are purified. We are raised with Christ in resurrected life. We are redeemed. We are 
the righteousness of God in Jesus. We are royal priesthood. We are saints. We are the salt of the earth. We are sanctified. We're saved. We're sealed. We are seated with him in heavenly places. Come on, shout somebody. You are seated with him in the heavenly places right now. We are servants. We share his authority. We are the sheep of his pasture. We are shining stars. We are the sons and daughters of God. We are the sons and daughters of light. We are stewards. We are strengthened by him. We are the elect of God. We are the friends of God. We have the fullness of the Godhead living in us. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. We are the temple of God. We're the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are transformed. We are vessels of glory and honor. We are walking by faith. We are walking in newness of life. You've got to start shouting that every single day. That we we are walking in newness of life. I get up in the morning and I claim and I, I claim and I declare that the newness of God is all over me because his mercies are new every single morning. And so therefore the devil can't hit me today because I got freshness all over me because I am new every single morning. Every single morning I can have a new life. Every single morning I can just declare newness over my life because his mercies are new every single morning. And I am walking in newness of life. And I just keep telling myself until I believe it and I see it. Because I'm not going to trust my state. I'm going to trust my standing. And my standing is that I walk in newness of life. We are warriors. We are the wise. We are witnesses. And we are absolutely worthy of who God is because of our standing in Christ Jesus. This is our image as Christians. Maybe some of you, you need to come up to me after service and you need me to text you that list. And every day, you can just begin to start declaring some of those things over your life. Because that's who you really are according to Scripture. Is that not awesome? Is that not awesome? That's the image that you are. As all that Jesus is. Because everything I read there is all that Jesus is. And probably more. So are we in this world. I want you to stand for a moment and I just feel like the, the Holy Spirit just wants us to declare this morning or get on your knees and, and repent or, or, or whatever it is that you need to do. And Because I, I think there's been so many days where I just go look in the mirror and I see the same old Josh. And yesterday and this morning was a day where I was like, I'm not going to look in the mirror anymore and see myself. I want to look in that mirror and start seeing you. Because I am made in your image. You declared that I'm made in your image. You declared that everything that Jesus is, so am I in this world. Christians, you don't have to live as the world does. We live in kingdom. We live in kingdom. And so maybe if that's you today and, and you just say, man, I, I've, I've been seeing myself 
in the image of me, and I've not been seeing myself in the image of Jesus, I just want to invite you right now. Just come on up to the altar. Just start filling it up. Come on. Come on. Come on. Respond to God. Just respond to God. Because I know I'm not the only one. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Just come on. Just come on up. Just come on up. Yes, thank you. Come on. Just keep filling this thing up. Just keep filling this thing up. Who do you want to see in the mirror? Do you want to see you or do you want to see Jesus? If you want to start seeing Jesus, then come up here. Come up here. Come on. Come on. Just come on. Let's get this thing right. Let's let's be a people. Maybe you are seeing Jesus, but that's awesome. I want you to get this. I want us to really start believing it. Because God wants to move in your life. He's tired of us looking in the mirror and seeing the same old, old. Seeing the same old person. Not when he sent Jesus to die for you. Not when he sent Jesus to give you all of this. Do you not realize that? Do I not realize that so many days? When I start looking at myself in the mirror and I start seeing Jesus, I go, man, I'm made in your image. And all of that that I just read, like I start to actually believe. Then I start to experience God's peace. I start to experience God's joy. I, I, I start forgetting about my needs and myself and in my state. And I go somewhere else. I go, I go into my standing. And so I want to declare over every single person that's up here, I want to declare over every single person that's in the, 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 these seats that your state, the state that you find yourself in right now, don't live in that state. It may sometimes... What looks true in our lives is not actually truth. So it may look true that the state of my union is in this standing. But the truth is that in Christ, your standing is everything that I just read. And if you will declare your standing, then that gets you through any state that you find yourself in, any circumstance that you find yourself in. But it doesn't happen until you declare your standing. So declare your standing right now over your state. Stand up in that standing. Stand up in that confidence. Stand up in that, that, that holy swagger that David stepped out on the battlefield and said, giant, you're going down because I know what is in me. And I'm reflecting Jesus right now. I'm reflecting the warrior king that was about to come into the world years later to take down all the giants. All the giants have already been slain through the death 
and a resurrection of Jesus. So that means that if I died and resurrected with Jesus, as Scripture says that I have, then guess what happens to all of my giants? They're slain in Jesus' name, and I have a standing of freedom from the giant and the state that's trying to get me down. Enemy, you have no authority. We have the authority, and we cast you out in the name of Jesus in our lives, in the name of Jesus, and our standing is victory over you. Our standing is victory as a church. Our standing is victory. Our standing is we are the image bearers of Jesus. Our standing is when we look into the mirror, we can see the resurrected Christ becoming more and more and more. We can see the glory of God all over our lives, and other people will start seeing the glory on us too, and then they will say, what is that glory? I'm attracted to it. I want it. That is the mission of God, that we are filled with you, Jesus, and then other people respond to us being filled with Jesus, not us being filled with religion, not us being filled with church, but you. And so, God, I pray that. God, I pray that over my life that I would attract people because the glory that is on you is on me. That's why you have done all of this. That's why you've done all of this, God. So, God, help us believe it. And so, I want everybody just in here right now just to to, to stand in your standing, not your state. Just go ahead and stand right where you are. And stand in a new standing, believing that you are walking in the image of Jesus from this day on. Declare that. Say, I want to walk in the image of you, Christ. The image of you that I would not forget my divine origin when I look in the mirror, as James said, but that I would look in the mirror and see the living word of Jesus reflecting back to me. God, this is my desire for my life, and I pray that it would be the desire of all those in here as well. Come on, let's worship out of this. Let's worship out of this. Come on. You can just stay right where you are. You can go back to your seat, but just, just let's worship. Come on, come on, come on. Let's just worship God.